1: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
0: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy.
2: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Rangers Podcast, The Gallant Few. I'll be your host this evening. So this is my first shot at it, so please be kind in your comments. So it's just uh just going to be following the the usual format. So without further ado, we'll just get straight into it. So, first of all, I'd like to welcome this evening Mr. David Tomlinson, our foreign correspondent, our man in the continent. Dave, how's things?
3: Yeah, thanks, great. Um, <laughs> I was quite funny during the week. I was, I was looking at the, the, the comments and follow, follow. And uh, <laughs> I was, it was me and you, Dave, I, it was actually aimed at, I think. But there there was one comment and it was really nice. Oh, it's a, a good, a good uh, podcast and things like that. And then the guy says, I like the way there's young guys and grumpy old men. The guys are grumpy old men, come on. <laughs> So, we'll try and be a bit cheery tonight with oh. one, so we'll be a little bit more cheery.
2: To be honest, I know which category I'm in, you know, having uh, listened to myself <laughs> back, you know, us to a new level, to be honest. So, also <laughs> well, joining us tonight is Craig. Craig, how are we doing?
4: Not bad, baby. Um, thanks for having us, guys. And, um feels like forever. I've been on for ages, and... Um, and no, I haven't been waiting until Rangers have been playing uh, some decent football. because so I know that recently we haven't been playing uh, the way that we probably would like. But uh, yesterday was absolutely brilliant. Um, and it's just by chance that I'm back tonight. So I, I need to reiterate, it's not just because Rangers have started playing well again that I'm back.
2: Well, that's what we were saying about you, Greg. You only come on after good results, but hey, we'll leave that for another day. Anyway, we'll just get straight into it. Yesterday was obviously a a good day for us. We were not the best. Our track record of late has not been, you know, inspiring in that respect in terms of coming back from the breaks. But uh, we seemed to put that aside yesterday. So, David, come into yourself first. Hearts at Time Castle, you know, you would say on paper one of our tougher fixtures, but uh, you wouldn't have thought that, you know, come half past two yesterday. What's your own comments?
3: Well, did we not win four 0 last year as well? So maybe it's becoming a, a sort of a pattern that we just go there and win four 0 So no, I'm quite quite. We, we played good. We, we can't we can't put it past that. Um, obviously, look at the big boy up front. That's uh, we're going to talk about later. Uh, no, but I thought we it was a definite improvement. I thought we we got the ball f- uh forward far quicker than we normally do. I, I think Davies made a big difference. We, I think Golden should take a, a sort of a page out of his book and how he passed 70, 80-yard balls because he played a couple and he put them right onto the foot. And uh, Golden tried a few and they were uh, on the foot of the, somebody in about row 40. So so uh, I, think, uh, I think, no, it's a big improvement and uh really, really enjoyed the game. And it was, uh, I mean, that, I think... McGregor had one save to make, and uh, that was it. I don't, I don't think they had anything else that sort of had endangered the goal at all.
2: So Craig, listen. Uh, I mean, we've been accused of late of not getting off to the quickest of starts in games. You know, which was certainly uh, true of the first seven games. You know, I know some of the the guys that I sit beside. You know, are kind of frustrated that we because our track record of actually scoring in the first half hour is uh, pretty shocking, to be honest but yesterday we uh, just seemed to be out of the traps just that wee bit sharper. What, what was your own take? Do you think if uh, Gio had maybe had a word with them, or were seeing something you know that came from the training ground during the break? What did you think?
4: I think, first of all, um, when I'd seen the lineup and I'd seen the midfield, um, I was concerned about how we would start uh, with the, the, maybe the, the combined age of about 100 uh, between the three of them, Lundstrom. Davis and um, Arfield. Um, But see, see, to be honest, see before the break, I think the break came at a point where we looked as if we were going to start kicking on, and obviously the other side were starting to kind of show signs of uh, they weren't as invincible as they they thought they were, and we weren't as bad as what we thought we were. Um, So I was actually during the during the break I was actually really looking forward to seeing us come back and, and um there's always that bit of hope that we're gonna come out of the traps and I think I'm I'm uh, people would get bored of hearing me saying it. Like the European Knights, I always want Rangers to go to at the teams um from from the moment that they think me. But the thing that struck me was that from the very start, yesterday, it was it was a lack of respect. Listen, I'm not saying that we don't show t- we didn't show them respect, but we didn't make them out to be a Real Madrid or uh, an Arsenal or any kind of team like that. It was Hearts that were playing, and for the the, the first few minutes, it was like, it was fast pass. And do you know what? I'd, also, what I'd, I'd, I would actually point towards is that see, having two centre halves, they can be comfortable on the ball. Um, and if the ball's coming back at them, there's players in that team that's maybe no so worried about having to track back as quick. Because I've seen one with Lundström um, in the first half where Borne of Aris, should have passed it to him. And and Lundström was... Lundström had made a brilliant run. Didn't get... The, it didn't go to Lundström, but we weren't shot at the back because we had a left-sided centre-half and we had a right-sided centre-half, which we've not really had the, the beauty I've seen this season up until yesterday, which... Um, I think there was there was loads of things, Davy. Um, you would like to think that Van Bronckhorst is smashing home that we need to be going out there from the very start. Um, but I think there was there's like combination of things that are starting to come together for Rangers just now.
2: Um, confidence, I would say confidence. Pleased, you know, with the, the start that they made in terms of you know we had some early corners, and obviously uh, coming on to uh, my next point, and, and this was the uh, top of my list when I thought about this earlier was. Uh, Antonio Cholak. I mean, this guy. His last, the last few goals he's scored have been uh, unbelievable in terms of you know that it's it's all been one touches in the penalty box. And I thought yesterday for the first goal, uh, it was absolutely superb because he's playing the ball out to Kent and then makes the run. Kent delivers the, the the ball, one touch goal, and they're immediately on the back foot. You know, and I think when when Rangers get ahead, you know that we're. Uh, we're all always going to be in pole position for the three points. So, Dave, coming on to you, Antonio Cholak, I mean, what's your kind of overall impression of this guy? Because he just looks the real deal for me.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, his he's, he's goal scoring is, is up at this moment, second to none. Can I just go back to the, to the left-back centre-half position just for a few seconds, Dave? I actually think Hart's targeted that area. With the Humphreys, I think they tried to get down that area quite a lot, but they had a few wee bit of success in the beginning, uh, and then this, they, they, I think the Rangers get used to it. Davies and uh, and Barisic get used to it, so they they cleared up after that. So I just wanted to make that point. And um, going back, now Cholai, I mean, what can you say about him? Uh, <laughs> he's finishing is absolutely brilliant up to now. I mean, two goals a game. Uh, has he got ten now? I think or eleven? Eleven, I think it is now. So uh, no, you can't. You can't argue with that. He's uh, he's absolutely brilliant. One thing that I really, I really like to see when I think it was when he scored the second one, Morelos was out hugging his neck as well, and, and and I quite enjoyed that. So it's sort of a got. Although Morelos, after he scored was a wee bit, wee bit his self, you know, but um, he he was out hugging uh, Cholak when he scored. So, but yeah, he's. It's, it's, I mean, Cholak's got to be first picked just now because he's a. Uh, scoring to yeah. a game, so you can't you can't beat that.
4: See, see, just on mm-hmm. that as well. See, see games like Hearts, uh, Easter Road, Pattridge Parkhead, and um, European games. I think up until yesterday, I would have always kind of thought I want Morelos in that because of the mm-hmm. not just the goal scoring, but what he's going to bring with the hold up play. He, he's going to come back in and start mucking in. Um, probably as like a number ten at times. And see yesterday. Uh, Chola done that, and um, it's the best link-up player that I've seen for him since he started. So he started bringing that into his game as well. Even though um, we would see him as like, an actual goal scorer, and that's what he's there for. I-, I wouldn't be surprised if it if it's him that's up top against Liverpool now.
3: See the one thing, sorry Dave, just to cut in again. See the yeah. one thing about about the first goal. I don't think I think you've got to. Uh, give Arfield a lot of credit for it as well, because Arfield pulled a lot of players away from him when he made his forward run. So I think uh, that, that that was a, a large part in the goal as well. I think Arfield was actually looking for the ball, but uh, he ended up just being the the dummy that, that pulled the players away.
2: On the point of Scott Arfield, actually, that was uh, something I, I was hoping to speak about, because Scott Arfield for me had a no bad game but not brilliant i mean my my comment was that he he does the right things just not very well because the, the runs he was making from midfield and you know he, he had a chance a, a really good chance you know to make it 2-0 uh, prior to us popping the second in. so uh, but scott arfield you know is 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 a good player for me and I, and, I, and i like scott arfield but do you think, I mean, the the number of chances that fall Scott's way and we, we need to be more clinical. It's something we spoke about, you know, pre-season and, and now into the season that we need to be more clinical in terms of the possession that we have, number of chances that we make and, and how these are converted. <clears throat> so Scott Arfield, for me, you know, you're right. I mean, the, the runs he was making and he's creating space just by making a run so, uh, and, and allowing us to get up the park with, with some bodies. But is, are there other players? I mean, is this really the role which which Lawrence will play when when he's back from fitness? Do you see Scott Arfield as being a kind like of longer term first team pick, Craig? What do you think of of, of Scott Arfield?
4: No, I, th- I think you know, you had the nail on the head there, David. Um, see the with Scott Arfield, you get a natural um, player that that knows where to be positionally. Um, he's going to get into the positions where he's going to get the opportunities like yesterday I mean last season I think it may have been the Leipzig game It was a game where he he, he was like right in front of the goal and he skied it over the bar Um, and then you get the other side of our field where you see him against Celtic last season and he doesn't get any thought um, or time to think, sorry, and he puts it in the back of the net. Um, Arfield is a very, very useful player. I don't see him... Um, I don't see him not being used. Um, this season he's, he's going to get used quite a bit. Um, but I would like to see the likes of Tillman. I'm, I'm disappointed. See, see just now when I'm, when Tillman's on the bench. Um, I know that we've got Lawrence to come back for that kind of attack in midfield, but you hit the nail on the head. He'll, he'll, he'll score the odd goal for us. Um, generally, they tend to be tap-ins for, for Scott Arfield, but that's because of his positional play. Um, what I like from him is that he, he gets stuck in. He, he, he clattered a player yesterday and he didn't get a yellow for it, and it ended up... Um, I think that's why Davies actually get yellowed, because that was like near enough immediately after it. And the Davies tackle, for me, was the yellow card, but I think the referee was kind of his eyes were still on that tackle for before and it was like, right, I better get a player yellowed here. But um Arfield brings something to the game that when when he's not playing, you tend to realise that you're missing. Him. Um it's the old cliche, you don't know what you've got until it's no there. But um he takes us forward, he gets us there. But sometimes the, the last the last shot is uh, a bit of a nightmare, <laughs> being honest. I mean that that yesterday um, he should have scored on that
2: Yeah, to be fair to Scott, I mean, he did score the third goal, which was just before half time, which uh, was wrongly, in in my opinion, uh, ruled off for a foul on the goalkeeper, which was, he just clattered into Matondo. But on the second goal, you know, we have uh, the ball that John Lundstrom plays to Matondo was just out of this world. I mean, he's pinged at 60 yards to Matondo's toe, and Matondo then cuts inside. Takes uh, his contribution was uh, was few and far between, but th- this was certainly a, a significant contribution. And 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 big Tony goals is uh, makes the run into the box, and again one touch finish ping. We're two 0 up at Tynecastle. What uh, everything's looking sweet. But uh, Matondo yesterday, w- what was your analysis on them, David? If I could come to you, what was your overall view of of uh, Rabi Matondo's contribution in the game?
3: Well, I thought he played better than uh, than he normally does. He's uh, he's definitely made an improvement from from other weeks, and you've I think you've, you've got to remember he's a young guy. But I mean, we we, we want players that, that hit the ground running. We don't really want uh, projects that are going to be playing okay for us in five years' time. We want we need guys on the on the the, the front line now and not and not in the, in three two three years. Um, but um, no, it's certainly an improvement. Uh, I, th- I think he's sort of. I think you can obviously see that he's he's not just bombing the way, trying to beat everybody in speed. He's actually thinking about the game more. I think that's probably Geo. That's that's probably getting him uh, more training. And as his own guy, he'll, he'll learn uh, more. I, I definitely think there's talent there. I definitely think he'll he'll, he'll improve. And that ball through to Cholak was just—I uh, mean, it, it it made the goal really, didn't it? That was uh, But he made a, and a, I don't know whether it was a Lundstrom pass. I think it was. I mean, he, he that that ball travelled seventy yards or something like that, and then he just brought it down on on him. Yeah. I, I, Joe Aribo stop! That <laughs> you could really say it was absolutely brilliant. So no, it's definitely an improvement. I must admit, I thought Sakala played better when he came on. I, 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 I quite like Sakala when he came on. So yeah, I'm a wee bit torn, torn with that one. Uh, who's the best to have in Sakala or uh, or Matondo? It's, uh,
2: so Craig, I think in terms, of, I think Dave makes a good point there. You know, in terms of our substitutions yesterday. You know, but but uh, before we go on to the red card, I want to speak about that. But in terms of the substitutions, I thought uh, Geo was uh, was very good. Maybe with one proviso, which uh, I've also got down to speak about, is that, you know, when, when you did make the subs yesterday, we actually didn't drop in an intensity. In fact, I think if anything, our, our play kind of improved because the passing moves that we, we had in the second half, you know, there was the wee frustration when we're doing the horseshoe thing because I want them to get up the park a wee bit quicker. But certainly, you know, obviously they're now down to ten men at the time, but I think we were tearing them to ribbons in the second half because I think Hearts may have thought that they would have a wee go but uh, Rangers in the second half yesterday, that was m- more pleasing to the eye. What was your own view? I
4: no, definitely. Um, I was screaming out for them. When we, when we came out in the second half, you could see that the the game was already won. We, we knew that it was done. Um, as soon as the sender-off happened, we were they, they were never really going to do anything. Um, but there obviously is that in the back of your mind. We were done the United last season, where we're 2-0 up and we're coasting, and then they score, and it's all of a sudden it's backs to the wall, really worrying. Um, but for me, you're talking about Matondo and Sakala. Matondo, to me, is, is a bizarre signing, because... They are very very similar players. Sakala um, for me is more direct, and that's the, that's what they are there for. They're there to run. Um, Matondo for me doesn't do it enough. There was a couple of times when there ball was balls in behind, and Matondo either didn't like think that it was actually going to come to fruition or he just wasn't really bothered. He was wanting the ball. That kind of player, I want the ball over the top and then running to running at it. But aye. Uh, it was it was strange as well because he, I didn't even realise that Sakala was on the bench until he came on and um, obviously there was all the kind of the the noise that Sakala was one of the players that they wanted out and I didn't think that we would see him in a Rangers jersey again and um, to see him come on and and he obviously done pretty well when he came on as well it's it bodes well because you're you're thinking players like that can can easily down tools and can kind I of just quite happily take a wage and and not really want to really. Do much, but hi. Uh, I, Matondo, Matondo pre season looked like a player, a proper, exciting player. And apart from a few flashes yesterday, and I don't want to be too, too much of a pessimist here, but um, I don't I don't see much difference for what Sakala can bring to the team. Sakala brings goals as well, and uh, Matondo to, to date hasn't really brought that yet.
2: Well, what I, I like about Sakala is that he brings a, a superb positive attitude. I mean, the guy's perpetual motion, you know, and as you said, his instinct is to drive forward. You know, sometimes you, you just kind of suspect that his brain's not wired to his feet, but you certainly cannot fault this boy for effort. But and you're, you're right, and yesterday I thought he had some lovely touches, and I think he was a threat to them. One thing I do want to come on to, Dave, and I think you uh, kind of touched on it earlier, so Ben Davis slips in at center half as a as a, a natural left-sided center half and he obviously gets to 45 minutes but in ten, my own opinion is that I thought we looked a proper unit with Ben Davis in there as uh, you know being a left-sided player on the left side of the pitch what was your your take on that
3: yeah, well, I, th- I think it was, and as I said, as I said, as I touched on it, I think they, they targeted there in the beginning because they obviously thought um, Davis was new, so he, he would he would be not up to, to full running. Uh, uh, yeah, and uh, I think they also thought that the ball behind Barisic would be would be, there would be space there. But um, yeah, no, I mean that was it Humphreys you called the guy. He 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 gave us a quite a bit of trouble at the beginning. Uh, he had the one shot at goal that I think they had, and plus the fact they had a few runs that, that sort of a troubled us. But if you think about it, um, I mean Forrest, Does anybody know where that Forrest was playing? Because I never heard his name right until we went off. I don't think. I think he took one free kick, and I, I never heard his name until we went off, and and Mackay. Mackay was done a wee bit more, but not really much either. So we we we, we sussed them out. We we got them uh under our, our, our belts really, really quickly and uh no well, six minutes to go, so and uh, they came uh at us and as I say, that I think they they targeted that area. But Davies it just looked so a Davy sorry, uh, he he just looked so um relaxed. That it doesn't look as if he gets, gets um, sort of a panicky or anything like that. He just looks uh, takes everything in stride. That's the way he looks. And uh, no, as I say, the they, they, uh, long passes that he does, uh, some of them. So sort of, I think he had two or three that sort of a, were right on target. So hopefully that's a that's a good thing to add to the game as well. No, I really like. I really think it was positive. the I, I only thing I think. Uh, I don't think he was injured. I think he got taken off because of the yellow card and probably because he's not played a lot of games.
2: Craig, uh, when on Ben Davis, the booking that he got, I think, was was one of the the times that he stepped out of defence, you know, and ended up kind of lunging into the challenge. But his a uh, his ability to do that, and, and and you know, there was three or four occasions when, as Goldson will do, uh, on the right hand side, he was prepared to do it in the left, it, and I was really encouraged because he looked like he knew what he was doing when he, when he's quite prepared to just rather than lump at 40 yards or pull, play it to Borna, he would just step in and uh, and carry the ball forward. And I, and I was quite encouraged by that because I thought, yes, this is a, a proper defensive unit here. Obviously, it was taken off and as Dave says it's probably as a result of the booking, but uh, I think Ben Davis, I know it's early doors and, and we've only just uh, seen a glimpse of him, but I'm hoping that he will be uh, something that we can rely on, you know, for this season to, uh, to kind of steady the ship in, in terms of the left-hand side of our defence. What do you think? 100.
4: I think it's it's been pretty it's been pretty obvious that we've been absolutely screaming out for a natural center half next to Goldson. Um Gorton stepped in again with with obligatory mistake. Um, I think it was true that, that I seen. Um, the weekend uh, and yesterday, Ferguson. listen, I'm not going to criticise the big guy too much, but you know you're probably going to get that from from time to time. But you're also going to get the absolute wonder passes, the 60-yard the uh, pingers that he, that he pings across. And like I said, I'm not going to criticise him too much, but I think his mistakes throughout the beginning of the season get magnified because you've got someone beside him that you maybe know is confident that he's going to pick up the pieces. We a player like Davies, I mean, he, he kind of strolled that yesterday. You wouldn't think he was a player that's barely played any minutes um, for for however many months. Um, ball at his feet, like you say, he's got a bit of pace. He can pick a pass. Um, there's a bit of confidence in him as well. You can see it. That, I mean, you don't get signed by Liverpool if you can't play football. Um, apart from the other centre half that they took to us, but, um, Mr Wilson. But, um, I. For me, I've been been talking to see Rangers play without um, a midfielder playing centre-half the whole season. And I think, like I say it's a combination of things that we start playing well when the likes of we've got a player next to Bolton that he's actually comfortable being there. Um, So I I, I hope he starts on Tuesday. I I don't think he will, if I'm being honest. Um, I think... Broncos mm-hmm. well, has kind of shown time and time again that he goes for kind of safe bets in terms of fitness and stuff and he won't kind of throw players in too soon um, but aye it bodes well for going forward definitely
2: Yeah, I mean it's it was It was really encouraging to see you know, a proper left-sided uh, defender step in and, it. and I know uh, the uh, Sands have been, been doing not too bad but it was, uh, I think Ben Davis should be just a wee notch up Dave, coming back to yourself, I, I'm looking to touch on a couple of the, the refereeing decisions here. Do you know, one went for, as one went against, us. the 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 red card for for Cami Devlin. I mean, I was I was out the chair screaming that, that's a red, that's a red. So that McLean eventually, you know, it, it obliges us, but uh, he then later addressed that. I don't know whether they get it in their head that you know I need to even things up somewhere, and he then. Calls a foul against uh, Craig Gordon when he's you know waving down taxis in Gorgie Road, trying mm. to click the ball. The ball falls falls to uh, Scott Arfield who just pops it in. I mean that's a goal all day long. What what did you think of the refereeing?
3: Um, no, well there was another thing a strange moment at the there was a ball nearly went out at our corner flag and I don't think he had a clue what to do and he kept looking at his linesman and then. I don't think his, his linesman uh, gave him any signal. And then all of a sudden, they, they both sort of had decided it was, it was an offside decision, um, which he got right. But it, that was another decision. But, I, I mean, it was a red card. It's a, a certain red card. It's, that's for sure. I mean, his he's, he's studs went just under the knee, I think it was. And uh, I had to laugh at Nielsen uh, when when he, he said, it was a red card, but the referee should have handled it differently how do you handle a red... He gave him a red card. How, what is he supposed to do? Is he, How is he supposed to handle that differently? So I, I, I quite enjoyed that. I don't, I don't, don't understand what he's... Uh, but I mean, the goal... Yeah. Sorry? Go. I think
2: Nielsen just didn't want to throw him under a bus, you know, by saying you're a daft, you know, for... for that was an act of stupidity for me, because, I mean, he's doing this right on the Dutch lane. That, I mean, you could, everyone it was as plain as he stamped on his, his foot you know, and, and not just collided with his foot, stamped on his foot. mean yeah. If that wasn't a red card, then eh, gosh, we've
3: we'll... yeah. But I think Nielsen get, get booked for it as well, did he not? I don't. Might not have get booked right away, but I think he get booked for for keep moaning about it uh, later later on. So, so I mean, he 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 ended up getting booked as well. So I mean, he I think if anybody should, could have handled it differently, I, th- I think first Devlin could have handled it differently because there was no need he needed to go in like that. And then Nielsen, he he could have uh, he could have handled it differently and just well. It's a red card. <laughs> yeah, you you deserve it. You know what I would like? I would have loved to been a fly in the wall and and heard what Geo was saying to him because Gio saying to Devlin, because Gio had his head fast holding his head for about no, it must have been about half a minute and talking to him. So I would have quite like to be in a fly in the wall and 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 heard what that discussion was about. But no, and then the goal. No, I mean, the goal was just a joke, isn't it? It was uh, Gordon. There was no way did Mat- Matondo uh, push or, or hit uh, Gordon. It was the other way about. He came out, he fluffed the, the catch and bundled into uh, Matondo and beautiful finish by by Arfield. Absolutely beautiful finish right into the net and because that's one of these these balls that, that you're not you're no, no really expecting it to come to you. So it's, it's easy a lot of players miss it because they're not expecting the ball to come to them. So, but he realised it was coming, and then he, he just side-footed it into the net. No, definite goal, definitely a red card, and uh, I don't think Harts can complain. Th- I think if Nielsen works the next day, he'll, he'll get uh, Devlin aside, and he'll say, yeah, listen, son, that was a wee bit stupid.
2: I mean, I think we're within weeks of getting VAR, aren't we? I mean, it's, they're saying that after the World Cup. I'm quite confident that VAR would have overturned that decision. But Craig, I mean, I thought, you know, at the end of the game, you know, it's been a, a, at the end of the day, a comfortable 4-0 win. But I'm thinking, and and maybe I'm just being a, a grumpy old man here, <laughs> is that we should have, that? this is exactly the sort of issue where Rangers should make an issue of it you know, because we've won comfortably, but the, that was a glaring error by the referee that's cost Rangers, you know, a perfectly good goal. Do you think the club should should respond to that in some way and and, and make it known that we're not chuffed with these things? Because it it, it just, it was amateurish. I mean, because everyone, I, I watched it, you know, from on TV and he's got a far closer view than I, and there was no way in God's earth that did Matondo foul, uh, Craig Gordon in any way and I, I'm just what did he see that we didn't see
4: well, see first of all right see, see on uh, Nielsen Nielsen is a complete banger uh, yeah like honestly there's there's managers that come to Ibrox, um and there's managers that uh, you can have respect and you, you can go do you know what they a decent manager and they've got um, they've got a good football brain and they treat our club with a bit of respect, and there's, see with him, he's just an absolute banger. Uh, I mean, he comes out and he basically contradicts himself by saying it's a red card, but then says that the, the referee could have possibly dealt with it differently. Do you know what I mean? Uh, like, I, I really don't understand it. And then he goes on further and then says, I mean, he gave the referee an opportunity to send them off as if, he was wanting to send a player off that wasn't a Rangers player, you're going, I appreciate what you're saying there, David, about the club, but see the guy that's interviewing him, like, journalists these days are just appalling, man, because it's even that, when he says the comments, a good journalist should be going, what do you mean by that? And trying to draw a bit more out of him, because comments like that, you're either trying to be, you're trying to basically say there's a bit of cheating going on, or you're basically saying, I don't know, See when, I, see, when I watched it, when I watched his interview, I had to actually watch it back to go, did I actually listen to that there? Um, he's one of the managers as well. That, I mean, I sit in the main stand and see when there's, when there's a foul. It doesn't matter if it's a foul. Like like yesterday, where it wasn't just he went over the ball and accidentally went on his foot. It was like a proper went in to actually stand on his ankle yesterday. See that kind of thing at angles. Nielsen's the type of manager that he's outside his area shouting. Running up to the fourth official and all that stuff. Um, I mean, the club. For for me, the club. The club don't make enough. of uh, this kind of stuff. These are the times to do it. See when you've won four 0 Like, I'm a great believer that we don't don't come out when you've just been gubbed and try and blame decisions and stuff like that. That um, and and he also made a he made a comment about saying that the game was dead after the the, the red card you know the, the game was dead after the second goal mate um when your team basically couldn't handle playing against us your team couldn't handle us when they had 11 men and um, when they had 10 men rangers kind of took the foot off the gas and that was probably the, their only opportunity to come into the game was when we went down to 10 men because rangers kind of just started playing it they mm-hmm. started doing the horseshoe stuff at the beginning of the second half and it was driving me a bit mad um but i i just had to get that out there and um, Nielsen's one of the managers. I, I file him under the same as like Derek McInnis, Um like they have come across as this kind of really articulate and you know, a football brain and all that stuff. See see when you get when you scratch the surface stuff absolute bans. Sorry.
2: I mean on the referee, staying on the referee just for a moment, I'm thinking that the Kami the Devlin challenge, you could clearly see he's going in there with some intent, you know, with the stamping motion. And we've already lost, you know, Lowry, you know, to yep. a deliberate act of violence against a player on the pitch, you know, for several weeks, you know, who's who's one of our up and coming talents. I mean, is it just me, or the the Rangers players not do this? I don't see this from Rangers players that they will deliberately go, go and try and hurt a component an, an opponent. So we've already seen Alex Lowry. The same could have happened to Matondo yesterday, and I think. That maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but should the club you know, let it be known that we're not best pleased with this sort of nonsense? It just seems to be that if it's a Rangers player, then it's pretty much fair game. Do you know what David, it seems- what do you think? You a, you, I mean, I know you're, you're a kind of Lowry aficionado, fanboy even. Hmm. So we've already lost uh, Alex Lowry to uh, this sort of challenge. The same thing happened yesterday. Obviously, the referees now... Uh, red carded him but should there be kind of further action you know when it's, when it's so deliberate that he's, uh, he's clearly going to hurt the player and, and, and Rangers should be calling this out I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me
1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
3: Well, I think the I think the the, the what do you call that commissioner? The, I think he should be, be be called in and well, well, he won't, doesn't need to be because he'll be up before the board anyway. But I, I think he, I think he should be at least a couple of games. Uh, I don't. I, I honestly don't know whether it, whether he attempted to hurt hurt the guy. I, I think he just tried to get his leg over the the player to get at the ball. To be honest with you, but it was just reckless. It was dangerous. Um, and I, to be honest with you, I think uh I, or I don't think Rangers would accept players like that at our club. And that's how I had to laugh at um, Chris Boyd during the during the week about Friday. I think it was coming out and saying that Rangers and Celtic should be looking at Porteus. I don't I don't see Rangers ever been interested in a, in a player with like Porteus. He's just uh, for a start everything he's done against us and I just don't see him. I don't see Porteus been interested in coming to us, but I just don't see a Rangers been interested in a player like him. He's just uh, I mean Rangers have had really hard hard players defenders in the past. I mean look at Tom Forsyth. One of the hardest men you'll probably ever meet, and uh, but it was just clean. You never, I've never ever seen him attempt to hurt anybody, and no. The, and we've, 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 through the, the the years, we've had hard hard players, but I've never ever seen a Rangers player actually go out and attempt to, to hurt anybody. And I don't think, I don't think the club would stand it. I really don't. I hope they
4: wouldn't. Could I, see 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 for me see the? Um, I appreciate, David. He's maybe not that type of player, and he's maybe after it realized because um, you could see he looked a bit kind of he looked as if he didn't know what was going on when when obviously Van Broncos grabbed him and all that. But see 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 when you look at the slow motion, there is a there is a deliberate stamp there. Um, like I I, I don't think he can kind of think that. Um, he, he clearly looks and the and the foot goes straight and it's and it's right on his ankle. And um, see just on the 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 thing of. Kind of punishment and stuff. See, when you put it into perspective, there's a player in this country um, that didn't even do anything on a football park um, that's going to potentially get 10 games taken off um, near enough the end of his career as well. Um, and a player yesterday, Matondo, who was, he could have got a, a broken ankle, he could have got a broken foot, um, that could have had a massive, massive setback on his full career, which basically is effectively his living um, and that player is going to walk away that did it yesterday, and probably get what is it two games, two game ban. Um, it's it's actually mental when you think of that that he actually, for me and I, this is the beauty of the podcast is that we're allowed to disagree with certain things. But uh, for me, that was an assault yesterday. It's like what you are saying there where you go in a solid tackle. Um, and you, you you win that fifty fifty just like Lundstrom done last week uh, last season where I think it was McGregor and he sent him flying with the fifty fifty and, and that's the kind of tackles that I want to see a Rangers player take. Um, that guy went out there yesterday for me to deliberately hurt that football player that was in a Rangers jersey, but yet he's going to get two games. And somebody that says something out with a football park is going to potentially get ten games.
2: It's it's mental. It really, really is. I mean, on Kami uh, Devlin, I thought he went, I mean, I'm going back to the Scotch Cup final here when, when he played against us, and I thought there's just a wee nasty streak in that guy. So maybe I'm coloured with that, you know, going into yesterday's game and, and, and you know, the challenge that he eventually put in in Matondo. I just, it just strikes me that he, he has that in him, and that's my own opinion. So uh, I, I it's, and i don't know whether the, he's he's coached that's a discussion they have in the changing room but uh, clearly some of them have it in the changing room before they are, uh, they go out and face rangers you know put the boot into them you know you can there's there must be an element of that but one thing craig what i'd want to come on to here which is a, an interesting discussion for i would have thought interesting thought was that when we eventually take off Cholak, we we bring on Morellis and, and alfie does his thing you know and 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 i think Make a case for me. Someone make a case here that we can get uh, Tony Goals and, and the Buffalo on the pitch at the same time because I think that would really be a, an interesting experiment because you can see that, that they're not the same type of striker. You know, and it, I would be praying that the uh, Gio eventually finds an opportunity for to have a crack at someone with both of them on the pitch because for me... Tony Chola, Antonio Chola, is our best striker, but for me, and this is my opinion, Alfredo Morelos is our best player. So he's obviously a very good goal scorer, but I would uh, be bursting, you know, that to, to try and find a way. What formation? What that would look like? I mean, I'm open to discussion. Craig, what, what, what do you think? I,
4: I think David, particularly against teams at Ibrox, where. I've always been a great fan of two, two up top. Um, Rangers, for me, haven't really done it over the years. Um, we, we tend to only really go with one striker. Um, but I think Van Bronkhorst was actually asked in a press conference at the beginning of the season about it, and he completely quashed it. I think it, I think it's the way that he kind of sets up his teams. He, he likes to have the the number 10 the two kind of number tens or wide players. He, he would sacrifice the two middle. Um, but do you know? If, the buff is played out wide at times for Rangers as well. Like People forget that. Um, I mean, he could potentially play in that kind of position where Matondo, we've got Matondo, we've got Wright, we've got Sakala. I mean, imagine having Buffalo charging at players for that position. Um, a lot of his kind of goals tends to come through things like that, coming out for the, the, the outside and coming in. Um, I would love to see it, but I don't see Van Broncos kind of budging on it, to be honest.
2: Dave what do you think? This because I, I think we should find a setup, find a way to get our best players on the pitch, and they too, you know, in terms of our forwards, you know, our top picks. How does Geo manage this? What formation do we need to do to to use, to employ, adapt to, to get these two guys on the pitch at the same time?
3: Well, the the, the two tactical ways are, are either going three five two or. Uh... Or four four two, which isn't very isn't played that often these days. Although I think Hearts has tried it yesterday, and the the reason for that is it's normally you come, you get in the midfield, you're a man short. So there's not a lot of teams use. Uh, I, I think since the sort of a uh, Guardiola days and the, the early Barcelona days, I think that done away with four four two. I think uh, everybody started moving into uh, the the uh, the four four one three two or whatever it is, all these different type of forms and uh, no, and I think that's the that's the only way you can do it is going three five two or another version of it. Um, then it, it, you can play Morelos Ch- Cholak up front and play for me. Play Morelos round about him or the other way about. I suppose would work as well. Uh, Morelos up front. Holding the ball up and chaw about him, um, that, that's the way to do it, but uh, as we all know, um, as I said, every I said virtual every pod, um, Geo is a uh, old Dutch school, and and I was funnily enough, I was reading up uh, on on, on uh, tactics for actually for the Liverpool for uh, for corps uh, tactics uh, don't know. We'll need we we'll need to hurry up a wee bit, or we're not going to get enough time to talk about it. But um, the, the cop Klopp actually studied Guardiola when he was at Barcelona, and Bar- the, the, he got that um, that one man uh, putting pressure on players to get the ball back. And Barcelona wanted the ball back as quickly as possible. They put up one man to to, to press everybody and got the ball back. But the difference with, with, and with Barcelona in the days, they weren't that bothered in getting the ball forward quickly. They just, they were so good at passing the ball that they could just keep the ball and play around players. But Klopp's brought that up to another, which has gone on to the Liverpool game a wee bit. Klopp's, uh, um new tactic, he looked at that and he thought, well, what would happen if every player started pressing? And that's what, that's Klopp's way to, to go to it now. It's a sort of a, uh, upgrade, if you think that, and Guardiola's uh, old tactic, and now he goes with everybody. And I think you'll find that the whole German league now sort of I use that, uh, and it's now coming over to, to England as well. That the every every player starts pressing. But I think that's I think that's what Gio to go back to the. I think that's what Gio. I think he's got the Guardiola version in his head to get the ball and then keep it as long as we can. And that's great, it's absolutely brilliant if you've got a Barcelona with players that can pass a ball all over the park, play around players. But if you can't play around players, you haven't got any players to do it, good enough to do it, then you end up with this horseshoe thing and the ball doesn't get played forward quick enough. You've got 10-man in defence. Your team's not good enough to play around them. And that's where I, I think looking into it, that's where I think we've, we've sort of a Geo's get washed a wee bit. I think he needs to sort of a look at his these tactics and sort of a re regrade them.
2: Well, that's a, a good discussion, Dave, because I think that uh, Geo's got a, a choice to make, isn't he? So he has the players for a system, or he finds a system that will fit the players available which is would allow me, in my view, to get Morelos and Cholak on the same pitch because you play your best players for me. So he just has to find a way of making that happen. Do you think, Craig, we're, we're ever likely to see that from Gio because he seems to be a fairly structured, rigid-type bloke who doesn't... I mean, he, he will step out and, and change things, but as he sees things kind of developing on the pitch, whereas I would like to see it, you know, a more forethought-applied, to see if we could use our best players, our best 11 players on the pitch all at the same time, and, and can he could he find a system that would accommodate that? In which we, particularly for you know league matches, particularly at like Ibrooks, where we uh, we use all our assets, you know, in the one go? I think if Van
4: Bronkos seems to be very similar to Dick Advocate in this, by the way, where it's um, he, he believes in what he's doing and he won't it won't change, even when, I mean, see, see, like, before the break, when we started turning it around again, it really looked like a kind of rudderless shit at times, because it was like, we could all see that it wasn't working, and he kept maintaining, kept maintaining, the lights are scored right, we all knew that he, he shouldn't be playing them, and he kept playing them. and um, I am a great believer in you play your best players, um, and you make that system work around your best players, and... Um, I think if Van Bronkhorst was that type of manager, we wouldn't have been seeing the likes of Sands playing centre-half. I think it was more for the system. He was wanting the system to work instead of playing the best centre-half that we had available. Um, If that was the case, we would have probably had Leon King playing centre-half or we would have probably not kept... uh, We wouldn't have got rid of the likes of uh, Balogun or Cattage. Because for me, if if you've got a choice of a centre-half out of the three, Balligan, Katic, or Sands. It's Balogun, um, closely followed maybe by Katic, with Sands being a, a very distant option there. Um, whereas Van Bronkhorst seems to be it's very much a system that he looks at, and it's what players can play that system instead of, right, I've got the likes of what you're saying there, I've got Morelos and I've got um, the big uh, Cholak, let's see what we can do with these two. It's like, it's either or. Um, it's not, he's not going to budge which um, it's a frustration but it's, it's one of the ones as well when if Cholak isn't firing then we know that Morelos can come in but it's a, it's a double-edged sword as well because is uh, Morelos going to want to play second fiddle to that? Um, Cholak seems to be very much a confidence player when he's riding on this crest if Cholak has maybe one or two bad games and then he gets dropped for Morelos how's that going to affect him? Um, so there's there's a lot of questions around that stuff. Um, suppose that's why Van Broncos gets paid all this money to to, to manage, what
2: and we don't. But yeah, I was just thinking that Craig that, that and that's probably why he's Rangers manager now. No, because I, I'm just of, of the view that you, like you, we just play your best players and you find a way. But in terms of uh, just before we kind of move on to uh, the, the midweek game, the the two goals against Dundee United and the two goals he scored yesterday, all one-touch finishes. There was a wee analysis of uh, Mo Salah and it, they were looking at, you know, his some of his goals and the goals he scored for Liverpool and the percentage of of, number, of goals that he scored from one-touch finishes. And, you know, they were lauding him, you know, saying, you know, 50% of the goals. Well, but uh, Antonio's just scored four out of four in terms of one-touch finishes in the box. So, I mean... Uh, for me, his stock is, is rising and rising. The, the big man it just looks like a superstar to me. I mean, just bring it on. But anyway, I'm, we're going to have to kind of push on, guys, you know, because uh, time is getting tight. We've only got the small matter of Liverpool at Anfield on Tuesday. So how do we uh, approach this? What's the, you know, with the, the, the assets that we've got available? How do we, What's the best approach for this, David? You know, do we go and just line the bus up or do we go and... Do a Dortmund on? Do a Dortmund?
3: Well, we're no. do <laughs> well, we, are, we, are, we are not good at, 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 at. I mean, we tried that with Ibrox to sit back and watch watch I, uh, Ibrox, Ajax, Aybrooks sorry, and watch uh, Ajax play playing about us. So we're not good at that. Um, I I was as I say I was reading up on Liverpool today for a wee bit, and they've uh, in five out of the seven games they've played, they've been rubbish for the first twenty five minutes, and. Uh, have been behind in five out of seven games they've played. So, <laughs> I would, if I was G, I would be telling us to go out and, and hit them for the first twenty-five minutes anyway, because that's when they're when they're, they're not they're not very good. Uh, so, and it was the same uh, at the weekend. I believe I never seen the game, but they the, the, they were two 0 behind quite quickly, and uh, they managed to fight back. Uh, ended up three each. Um, but um, yeah, the other thing was was I seen getting discussed uh, there. I'll need to look back and get the the comment on it. Was uh, about Kent Ryan Kent. He seemed to get a better uh, game on, on uh Saturday. Although I must admit, until he scored, I was I was you know I, I think I put up in the the WhatsApp uh, group. I think I put up. Kent's playing against a man 450 years old, and he still can't get past him. <laughs> so, and then just after that, he scored. So that was that was a bit of a shot down. But um, I don't think he was brilliant. I, th- I think he struggled again. In fact, against Smith, and uh, but he, he had an assist at the beginning and a goal at the end. So you can't really complain about that. And you just know. I mean, we've nobody else to play there. But so I think Kent's got to play on Saturday. Uh, sorry, Tuesday. Um, uh, the defense. I, I wouldn't change the defense. Although Davies isn't that sort of a in to the groove yet, but I would. I would still play him. Um, yeah, in the midfield. Yeah, what would you do there? I think Jack's coming. Quite he played quite good for Scotland. Played quite good uh, the weekend. Um, yeah, I think I think we've got to go that way. One what Tuesday.
2: What's the what side's going to do it for us? Are you going to try and park the bus or are you going to have a go at them?
4: That question for me there, sorry David.
2: Yeah, that's for you Craig, yeah.
4: Apologies, apologies. Somebody texts me there. Um, I mean, see, to be honest, right? See if you're ever going to be one to play Liverpool. It's probably there. Um, they're a bit of a kind of hit and a miss. Um, they seem to play... Some pretty decent football at times and then they seem to be nowhere near the the Liverpool that we've seen over the last kind of three, four years under Klopp. Um, I know Andy Robertson's injured just now. I want to see go there and actually play the way that we've played successfully against European teams. I mean, we went out against Ajax in I mean we were all buzzing for that, that first European game and you know, they didn't lay a glove on them, probably defensively. Um I think when Rangers are good in Europe, we go toe-to-toe with them. Um I'm not for one second saying that we are anywhere near the quality that Liverpool are. Um, but I think Celtic Celtic kinda showed us against Real Madrid that when you go toe toe with these teams they don't like it when you when you play a press against them. They don't like it. Um, I seen somebody actually comment and follow follow yesterday as well and saying, "See if we are playing against Brighton tomorrow or Tuesday, sorry." Um, I would fancy my chances. Um, and like Davy says there, they, they managed. They, they were obviously getting beat off a, a Brighton. and managed to pull it back, but Brighton made a game of it. And see if we we're coming up against Brighton, I would I would be wanting this to beat them. Um, so it puts in a, a bit of perspective that we could be we could be playing against a Liverpool team that is battling teams five 0 and I'd probably be saying something completely differently. Um, with the way that Rangers have started playing again, um, who knows? Rangers could go out on Tuesday and, and sort of do something miraculous. Um, but I, I don't I don't see us doing that if we go and park the bus. I think we really really need to go out there and. and I'm not saying go gung-ho, but try and control, try and bring them in. Let them let them attack you. Um, one thing I don't want to see us doing is playing too high defensively because they'll play the ball over the top of you and you've got the likes of Salah and stuff that's, that's just going to rip, rip you apart. Um, it's exciting. This is the first European game this season that I'm actually looking forward to and it's just because we've started playing a bit better. And there seems to be a bit more cohesion and the team, because even see when Rangers don't, aren't playing well over a con- considerable amount of time, I start worrying about whether players aren't playing for the manager, whether there's things going on in the dressing room, that was a team yesterday that was together, and that's the signs that I've seen that, that I think this season isn't going to be as bad as I thought it was going to be.
2: Craig, a good indicator for that was the tackle on Matondo. When, you know, he's immediately five or six Rangers players, you know, immediately get there, and um, you know, to, uh, you know, make their, their views known, which I think is always a, a sign of a good team, because even, you know, can I play amateur level stuff, but you knew we'd, when you would agree in the dressing room, when anyone's, you know, in any anything any situation on the pitch, everyone gets involved immediately, that's you know, without question. So it was good to see, you know, uh, Big know, who's, who's usually very good at these, but, you know, we had a few Rangers players there letting uh, Cami Devil know exactly what they thought of him, which is always a good sign. Davey, coming back to you, my mate stays in Liverpool, and he's been kind of canvassing some of the, the Liverpool fans, you know, what would be the best approach for Rangers to take. And they're kind of the view that if Rangers get into their faces, don't stand off them, they will pick you apart. Get right into them is, is the best way to get to
3: Liverpool. So, yep.
2: what squad what players do we need on the pitch to, to best do that?
3: Well, the 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 one uh, I've, as I say I've, I've been sort of reading up and that the, the the team and the, the the fall guy at the moment seems to be that Trent Trent, Alec, Trent what's was he called Trent um Alex Arnold. Yeah. Arnold yeah he mm-hmm. seems he seems to be the sort of a whipping guy just now. And he's, it, it's seemingly two of the goals that they scored, uh, they lost at the weekend, was, was his fault. Uh, I haven't seen it, so I can't... I, I'm just going to what other people are saying. But, um, no, that's... Uh, that, I, I think... Listen, to see if they're, they're pressing us high, then there's room at the back of them as well. So, that that's... Uh, if if Ken, Hopefully, Ken gets in his... his, his, his uh, He's running shoes on, and gets, there's going to be room there because there's Liverpool are not going to double up on him. So this is one game that he should really be looking forward to. Yeah, and you know that the only you know that their fullbacks are going to be pressing forward, so there's going to be room for for Kent and probably the other side, um, Matondo probably uh, for his speed as well. The only thing I've got against that a bit. Is and you've seen it in a bit in, uh, against hearts as well. When you've got Matondo out there, it cuts down the room for Taft to get forward, and that's that's a, a thing we've got to look at as well. Because it's great having Matondo out there, but you, if, if, when you've got him out there, then you can sort of a guarantee that Tavenier's not going to be as effective as he normally is. So that's a sort of a thing Gio's got to work out as well how, how to get that into, uh, into place. So, but um, now the buffalo or Cholak, yeah, I'm. I, I think I would go for with the buffalo for this one because uh, I, I think uh, there's two strong centre halves uh, for for Liverpool. Liverpool are a really really big team, and for one thing, we've got to watch is corners uh, and free kick situations. Try not give away free kicks, easy, simple free kicks, easy free kicks. Because, I mean, they're, they're really murdered with, with corners. They, they score a lot from corners. So that's that's where we've got to watch as well. So, yeah. Yeah, as, yeah, as I say, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I think the team's going to pick itself. It's, it's, it's going to be the same players. The only, the only difference is, is it going to be Davy, Davis? or? Uh, I think Davies will play. I think that's the reason he was brought in this the, the, in, in Saturday. I think he'll play, um, no, and no, and your other one is—is is it Davis or uh, or Jack? Uh, no, Kamara—he disappeared. Wasn't even on the bench at Saturday, so I don't know what's happening there. I think he may have taken off, or or whether it's just because he was racially abused again. I don't know, but uh, as I say, he didn't even make the bench, so there's something wrong there. And uh, no, do
2: you think we're likely to see Kamara back on Tuesday? Because this is really kind of his stage, you know, and, and I would say Glenn Kamara's best games for Rangers have pro- probably come at, at this level, eh? the, this sort of stage. What do you well, saying? You know, you're thinking about. No, well, I did bring you know, him out. out the, he
3: did. bring him out the cobwebs uh, for PSV game. All of a sudden, didn't he? Because a few games before PSV, he wasn't. He wasn't in the team, and then all of a sudden, they sort of played him because he needed younger legs. They said. So yeah, you never know, but I, I I don't know the situation why he was why he was drawn. I don't as I say I don't know whether he's he's hung. Up. I mean the way he played the last game, it looked as if he had hung up his boots. So yeah. the, I don't know. There's something going on there, anyway. What it is, I don't know.
2: Craig, the Liverpool, the boy who's on the left wing, who the guy they signed from Benfica, and his name escapes me. But I think Tav is going to have a busy evening uh, just keeping this guy under tabs. What do you think?
4: Aye, I think uh, I think fullback, We're we're going to see a, a test of fullbacks we've probably not seen before. Um, tomorrow I know that we came up against a really good team in Ajax. Um, and PSV were obviously very very good at the at the wide play as well. But I think tomorrow's going to be like a different level that we've ever come up against. Um, Tavernier's not the Tavernier of four year ago, five year ago, where we we're really concerned about his defending. He's, he's really showed that up. Um. Barisic for me is a concern at left back um against their white players. Um tomorrow Tuesday I keep wanting to say tomorrow. Tuesday's probably going to be a night where I do want to see Barisic be a bit more conservative with what he does and stuff, but I don't think we've got any concerns that he's going to be anything else. Um, I don't think Barisic is going to be overly confident battling down that, that wing. Um but see to be fair, I mean I know that Ken comes in for a lot of criticism. These are the kind of games that you'll probably see Ken really being effective at cover for the likes of Barisic. Um, he's, he's done it numerous times and he's as effective at that as he is going forward for us at times. Um, he's got legs, he's no, he's no scared to get, get tore in. Um, it makes me really concerned about having Sands in centre half. I, I, I'm trying to kind of put that in the back of my mind, if I'm being honest, but... Um, I know that he's done a job for us and stuff, but he's, he's definitely not what you want a centre like half going in against a Champions League team like Liverpool. Um, that's been one of the concerns this season. I know I've already spoke about it with with Broncos that he doesn't change um, his decisions and he, he kind of just kept playing Sands and kept playing them. I there was times where you were going, yep, yeah, he done well there, um, but at this level, you can't be playing players that. Basically a midfielder. He was brought in as a midfielder and you're going to be playing centre-half. Uh, I really hope that Davies was taken off at half-time with we, we Tuesday in mind because you're going to need big players, um, big shoulders as well because you're going to get battered at times. Um, I think I think there's absolutely no doubt in that. Um, see you on that, but I will say on the flip side of that, I think that the Liverpool... Uh, Anfield can be very similar to Ibrox in terms of they can turn on their own players at times if things aren't going well. They're going to be cocky as hell. Um, on Tuesday, they're going to think it's a Scottish team. We should be going out there and batter them. They went into the... the when Celtic went on their, their run to Seville, they played against Liverpool. and Liverpool, just like Blackburn Rovers thought, they were going to rollercoaster uh, roller coaster. Uh, they were going to roller and steamroller them. Uh, they were going to go over and absolutely battle them. They didn't. They struggled. Um, and it was the physical side that they struggled with. So I want to see Rangers being very physical on Tuesday. Um, Sands is a physical player, but I think
2: Davies brings that. Um, so I, that was a bit of a long-winded answer there, Davies. Sorry, no, but, um, I, I take your the point there because, uh, I mean, Sands, I like Sands. I think he's a good player. He's, he's fit. He's technically quite good. But I think for this game, with, with what I saw of Ben Davis and, and you know, the experience that he brings, it's certainly a round pegs for round holes, you know, a proper defender, you know, because there are occasions, you know, when Sands looks like a midfield player who's playing in defence, whereas, you know, I think Ben Davis is the, it's kind of more the finished article. So I'm just hoping that, you know, unfamiliarity with, with you know, Goldson and Davis doesn't come back to bite us in the arse, but I would certainly go with a proper defender at, in all instances, you know when one's available of his level. So on that point, listen, I'm going. To, we're going to have to wrap things up, guys, because we're way, uh, getting past our time here. So um, I'm going with uh, a rather, you know, I, I don't know scaredy cat. One each draw. So I'm hoping that uh, Ryan Kent's going to uh, pop one in for us to at least get a point and get us on the board in this Champions League group. So just to, uh, give me your your prediction dave and how tuesday will go what do you think are we uh, can we do it can we get out of there with a result
3: i think it, it depends on the way we play if we go with the attitude into them then i think we can i think we can get a result um if we go with the same attitude as uh, as we played against ajax then uh, <laughs> then we have no chance but um no i don't really think i think uh, like craig said the, the time to get them is now and, but I said that against Ajax as well, and we didn't. And Ajax are not at top of the league anymore. They they lost, they, they they drew the Go Ahead Eagles again at the weekend, and PSV lost. Uh, so um no, I think we can, and uh, we've really got to go in and and fight, with fight, put it's a fight. It's, it's it's a it's a blood and thunder fight. That that's the only way we're going to win it, and hopefully we'll come out. And, top, or at least, as you say, I'd all be, be good there, and then get them at Ibrooks and beat them
2: 2-1. Craig, <laughs> how confident are you for this?
4: Um, I, quietly confident, Davey. Do um, you know, I was just checking the table again there. See, if, see, I'm just going to paint a picture. Rangers go there and win, which is, it would be miraculous, right? See if we get any kind of result, it's going to be amazing. It will be one of the best results I've ever seen in in supporting Rangers if if we go there and get any kind of result. But if Rangers were to go and win, we would go in equal points with Liverpool and Ajax. Because Ajax are playing Napoli and I don't see Ajax beating Napoli. Um, So see if you win on Tuesday. It blows the the group completely wide open for that second spot, never mind the third spot. Um, I mean, who'd have thought it? At the start, when we, when we watched that against Ajax, it, you could be going to Anfield and you could be going level on points with them and Ajax, potentially. Um, so, put Hines into perspective. The, the the group, see if we want to be competing, we need to go to these places and we need to, we need to have the shoulders up and go, do you know what? Let's do that. I don't want to see us get embarrassed. See if we get embarrassed. It's like two steps forward, three steps back to where we were uh, pre, pre um international break I want to see us go there and compete Um, I in the Napoli game I I don't want to ever see Rangers get beat ever but see against Napoli it was Rangers that was the Rangers that we know Um, going toe to toe we might have been playing against better players and we get beat Um, but it certainly wasn't anything like what we watched in Ajax Um, so go there and compete be a Rangers team Um, and I I Listen, there's been stranger things that have happened. Rangers went to the Europa League
2: final last season with a, a European Cup um, finalist. So go and act like it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the two uh, losing finalists from last year. But Craig, I, I certainly like your thinking, you know, we can go there, get the three points on the board it's, we'll, and we'll be equal with them. And if Napoli, you know, turn over Ajax, then uh, we'll be equal with them too. So, I mean, I actually hadn't considered that, but you've uh, got me quite excited now. But on that note, guys, listen, we're going to have to kind of wrap things up. So it's uh, it's been a joy to uh, to chat to ease. I mean, all, all things Rangers, it's just uh, what I love to do. So uh, until Thursday, when we'll be back with the, the post-match analysis of Tuesday, and let's hope, uh, Craig, you are spot on with your... You know, because if we can come out of there with a win, it would it would be an awesome result. And as you've said, you've now pointed out to me, it blows the whole thing wide open. So, thanks for thanks, guys, for your uh, for coming tonight, and we'll see you all on Thursday. And, and thanks for the the comments, everyone, for uh, popping them in. <clears throat> Sorry, I, I haven't read too many of them out because I can't read and watch this screen at the same time. So, <laughs> but I shouldn't have maybe admitted that. <clears throat> but anyway, until Thursday, guys, we are the people.